Hello and welcome to our Bipa podcast series. Today we'll be discussing men's mental health. My name is Audrey Wagaba. I am the marketing coordinator for Cromwell Hospital and also the co-lead for mental health and well-being at our Ready for Change committee at Cromwell Hospital. Today we'll be discussing about the role of the mental health first aiders in the workplace by Shafiq, who is one of our mental health first aiders at Cromwell Hospital, and Graham, our head of health content at I'm going to pass on the mic over to Graham to introduce himself. Thanks very much, Audrey. Hi, everyone. My name is Graham Pembry. I'm head of health content at Bupa, uh, and I um, work with a team that looks after all of the health information that's available on the Bupa website. Uh, and I'm going to pass on to Shafiq. Yes, thanks, Graham. Um, my name is Shafiq, but you can all call me Shaf for short as well. Um, I work at the Cromwell Hospital in Kensington, uh, and I've been working in the GP liaison as a GP liaison officer in the business development department for about four years now. Um, yes, I'm, I'm a mental health first aider, um, took a massive um, interest. It probably started at a young age. My mum's been in mental health for more than 25 years in the NHS. Um, she brought me into work as a kid. Yeah, she was always complaining that it was always harder to manage than a patient. But um, <laughs> uh, re- really, uh, I, I know there's everyday stresses in life and at work. Um, and it's just becoming more apparent now. Um, and people are starting to figure out, actually, how do I deal with this? How, you know, it's not just something I'm feeling. Um, it's an actual health issue, really. Uh, and I joined um, as a mental health first aider. I just wanted to pass the message uh, around the hospital, really. Um, and I wanted to promote this within the hospital. So people do know that there is an outlet um, and we can help. That's fantastic. And for, for listeners who might not know, Shaf, what, what is a, a mental health first aider and, and, and what does that involve? Um, so a mental health first aider, we're required to do a two-day training course. So a two-day full-on training course, giving different scenarios uh, and talking about different conditions, really. Um, and we would, as a group, we would find out, okay, what the, they would give us different scenarios in a workplace. So if everyone was feeling sad, what would you do? Um, Whether that means helping them out, um, you know, first... First, for example, I would, you know, I, I would be the first person to go, okay, if someone had a problem in the train station and they're requiring your help, what would you do? And often I would give, you know, in my head, I would be thinking about it. And, you know, you have that moment sometimes where somebody asks for help and you don't know how to react to it. And then you go back home and you go, oh, did I do actually the right thing? You know, so this course gives you a guideline of how you can actually approach and help them people and to give them different outlets. Um, as you know, as a mental health first aider, we're not here to give obviously any treatment um, like a, a nurse or a doctor or a consultant, um, but uh, we can give you outlets um, which where you can get help. 
Um, so that's really uh, what it consists of, really. That sounds really valuable. And I think um, it's so, so many people want to know, like you were saying, what they talk to, to you about in the training. Um, you know, if you're in that situation where you sort of detect that someone might need support, what should you do? And I think um, I know I've had those moments in the workplace before where I've sort of noticed that someone might need a bit of support and not being quite sure how to broach the, the conversation or how to help them. So I think that sounds like really valuable training and a, and a useful role to have um, both in the Cromwell Hospital and in another, other workplaces. I, I want to ask you about, um, you know, things that you've learned as part of that training. And, and I suppose one of the things that we're conscious of is that um, men have, aren't always typically great at opening up about their feelings or their emotions. Um, we, we, we tend to perhaps bottle things in. Um, what, what are the kind of effects of, of men not opening up about issues that are affecting them mentally? Uh, it's, it's actually uh, really funny you say that because, uh, you know, I'm definitely one of these people. I think there was a survey. Um, there was a survey um, of a thousand men to uncover men's attitudes towards their own mental health um 77 of men um have polled have suffered with anxiety stress and depression um the the biggest pressures in men's life are work 32 percent finance 31 percent and health 23 uh, percent and the majority of men claim their mental health is having a negative impact on their work, work performance parenting ability and relationships in particular um now the reasons as you clearly said graham the reasons men don't talk about the mental health is i've learned to deal with it i don't wish to be a burden to anyone I'm too embarrassed. Um, there's negative stigma around the type of thing. I don't want to admit I need support uh, and, and various other reasons. Now, I've definitely, definitely, um, you know, picked one of them reasons before just because I thought it wasn't important or I thought I could deal with it on a later date. Um, so just by going into the course and talking about it in front of colleagues about your own issues um it really has helped to see that you're really not alone um and that's that's the first key you know i think that's a major issue just opening up about it uh, rather than just burning it inside um so yeah i mean there are so many valuable things which i've taken on this course um one of the things was which really helped me was this um stress bucket um so what we had to do it was a really good exercise um where we've all had to put down our stresses in life um so for me you know everyday work you know relationship achieving your goals you know every day it could be everything you know uh, so you list all your stresses in life on this stress bucket and then you would have to put your outlet so how are you relieving this stress okay and what you find sometimes if you don't have an outlet to actually um, deal with your stress it becomes apparent that you do really need one and it could be anything for anyone everyone's different in different scenarios 
you know for me i like traveling i like taking photography in my spare time but everyone must have an outlet to relieve their stress on a weekly basis whether it's going to a cafe talking to a friend or going for a walk they really i can't i can't stress how important it is and you know and you know if you're in a situation where there are everyday stresses i do recommend um to make this stress bucket and um to see how you can outlet your stresses on an everyday basis it's a fantastic tool to know about and i can relate to what you've just said i think um i've noticed myself during the pandemic going for walks um is a really important outlet for me if i've had you know i've been working from home mostly during the pandemic and if I've had a stressful time at work or, you know, things at home are stressful for whatever reason and it gets the end of the day and I haven't sort of paid attention to sort of remedying that in some way through some sort of enjoyable activity or exercise, going for a walk. It might be, you know, for me, it's playing a bit of guitar or playing a bit of video games to unwind. That's what works for me personally. But if I don't have that and I go to bed and I've got all that pent up kind of tension um, How do you feel? It's, it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. You know, you can end up uh, having a bad sleep, waking up in the night with with thoughts running around your head that are kind of unresolved. And and I think as well to your point about opening up, if you don't talk about some of, you know, I found on occasions where I've talked about how I'm feeling to my wife or to friends, um, that does make things feel an awful lot better. Just that simple act of just expressing it and i think sometimes we're not aware of how we are actually feeling until we express it to someone you know it's easy not to be um to have self-awareness about what your mood actually is um, yeah no i completely agree like um just just having a conversation with one of your close ones can actually open up something which you know you thought wouldn't be important at the end of the day um just to a close friend um or family member at the start it, i mean at the end of the day we're as a mental health first aid we're here obviously to prevent it gaining and escalating to that forbidden scale um and um i think that's so important in life really and if you if there are people listening to this who um you know if we were to give them sort of tips sort of self-help tips to take away the stress bucket is a great one are there any other sort of points that you would recommend to people for sort of looking after your your mental well-being everyday exercise it does really help um so a walk a jog um gym you do have to find some exercise i mean i had a free day i had a free day yesterday actually uh, i asked my friend you know what should we do um so we managed to climb snowdonia which is awesome and i can't tell you the feeling i got you That's know fantastic yeah reaching at the top it was it it was incredible um so definitely exercise um uh, i think i suffer from um you know uh, definitely vitamin d deficiency so you you'll find that um in the summer months i've perked up and in the winter um i've literally closed you know my clothes closed down and my mood you know i my mood really um affects me in the winter um so now i'm taking vitamin d tablets you know for the for the sun you know 
Um, and, you know, that has an effect on your mood disorder if, you know, lack of vitamin D. So, yeah, that's that's just personally for me. Um, as I said, just being open about your men's, you know, being open about, you know, your life really just to a close one. So um, to your parents, you know, when someone says, oh, you know, that, um, how are you? And, you know, sometimes you go in the workplace and people go, how are you? And you go, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And then you go, okay, cool. You know, yeah. <laughs> like dive a dip dive a bit more into it you know what i mean um and really ask them how how are you doing rather than uh just the normal question you know you, you never know from a sudden conversation what might happen um that's just uh from experience as well it's a really good tips and congratulations for reaching uh the top of uh, mount snowden that's uh yeah yeah that's yeah that's really great I, and i think uh, so I was just going to say it made me reflect that you know something that can support our mental health sometimes is a, a sense of achievement in, in what we're doing and I know uh, you know I found before when I've taken up a hobby or learned something new outside of work um, that can give me a real boost as well so I think um, I find myself and some of my friends my male friends we quite kind of practical thinking sometimes and I think if we can find something that we feel like we've achieved something solid that's um kind of good for our mental health oh no that's such a great point graham uh, a sense of achieve, achieving something as well sometimes you know you feel quite lost um um so i've actually you know feel quite lost sometimes it's like oh do you know what i need to actually do a two two-year plan as well you know sometimes just to get your thoughts in plan um but yeah that's yeah I, I i completely completely agree uh you got to invest in yourself don't you at the end of the day completely okay thanks a lot um Shaf, for that um graham just wanted to see um are there any um self-help um resources that we can find through Bupa? yes there are audrey so on the Bupa website in the health information section of the website um, you can find a variety of articles and pieces of content aimed at supporting you with um, your mental well-being um, so everything from written articles including one about talking about men's mental health um, we have animations for example um, uh, an animation we produced recently which uh, introduces people to some of the techniques involved in cognitive behavioral therapy which is a, a type of talking therapy um, also known as cbt for short so those are just a couple of examples but yeah we do have resources on the website if you're interested in, in finding out more and also there are some great charities out there um, such as mind who have uh, fantastic information resources to support mental health as well as obviously the nhs which has a lot of information on its website so, Shaf, it's been a real pleasure to speak to you today. Thanks so much for telling us about your work and your role as a mental health first aider and, and also your personal experiences. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. No, no problem at all. Uh, it was a pleasure to meet you too, Graham. Um, um, and it was it was nice for you to obviously ask these questions and hopefully it will raise awareness uh, within the community, which is what we're here to do. Absolutely. Thanks, Chef. Thank you.